0: The term for the wise men in the greek is one you've probably heard them called before although our reading today does not translate it that way that is magi where we get our word for magicians the other place that word appears in the bible is in the book of daniel for the kinds of people that people like daniel are the people who the people at that time in Babylon considered to be wise, the people like Daniel who would interpret dreams for Nebuchadnezzar, for people who would interpret signs, for people who other people would go to to find out what the wisdom of the day was. Not limited just to interpreting dreams and signs for the Babylonians didn't Really care what you believed specifically, not limited just to Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego. The Babylonians didn't care whether or not you were Christian or not, they just wanted some kind of wisdom. They didn't care that Daniel got his knowledge from the Lord, but you had other kinds of magi, you had occultist priests. You had physicians, you had astrologers, you had sorcerers, all sorts of different kinds of wise men, different kinds of magi in that time, in that place. And that's why I like the term wise men. I do like that translation that we have. They aren't kings, by the way. Apologies to the popular Christmas song. And we don't even know if there were three of them for that matter, either. There are three gifts, just wise men, plural. But there are lots of wise men, lots of types of wise men. Not that they are actually wise, but that other people think they are wise. People go to them for wisdom. Now, That leads us to the question, what is wisdom? The Bible is clear enough. The Proverbs especially are very clear on this point. It's the fear of the Lord that's the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. However, when you look today, things really aren't that different than they were in Babylon way back then. Things really aren't that different than they were in the time of Christ way back then. The truth is, things really aren't different at all. We still have, despite knowing what true wisdom is, a lot of different kinds of wise men. We have a lot of people who people think are wise. Not limited just to one type of wise person, but all types, all kinds of different wise people that will kind of depend on who you are, maybe when you grew up, maybe where you grew up, what ethnicity you are, how old you are, what your hobbies are, to who you might go to for wisdom, to who you might think is especially wise. You can find wise people for all sorts of Of different kinds of people. I can try at least to give some general examples of what I'm talking about here. What I think is interesting, however, most interesting about this is that we have some of the same general types of wise people that the ancients had. We're really all not all that different. Back then, they had people who would take plants and extract what we would call chemicals out of them and mix them together and make them into what they called potions to give to people to affect ways in which they thought, to affect things about their body, to maybe provide healing. And when they overdid it, they called those people sorcerers. We call them sorcerers pharmacologists and doctors. They had back then people who would try to predict the future, people who would try and look and see what was going on in the world and make predictions about future events. They called those people fortune tellers. We call those people newscasters. They had back then in the ancient times, People who would try and help other people with their problems, giving them advice, giving them things to do to make their lives easier and better. They called those people priests. Sometimes we still call those people priests. We also call them psychologists. And if you mix a pharmacologist and a psychologist, you also have psychiatrists. It's really not all that different the types of wise men that we have today, the types of magicians or magi that we have today. For others today, it might be YouTube celebrities, depending on your age. It might be world travelers. It might be people who are wealthy. If you're like Me and given to the same temptations as me. It might be a jiu-jitsu master or a podcast host. All sorts of wise people are out there. All sorts of wise people for all sorts of kinds of other people. Lots of wise people doing lots of things. Now I want to give one big caveat here. And that's that there is wisdom to be found. Yes, both from God, of course, we're going to talk about that more, but in the world as well. If we're thinking about sorcerers or pharmacologists, if we're thinking about fortune tellers or newscasters, if we're thinking about priests or psychologists, I am not saying that everything that those people do or say or make Is altogether bad or sinful. The Bible itself gives examples of moderate and good uses of some of these things. Paul also uses plants to help people's body. He tells them it's okay to take a little wine to ease the stomach. The prophets sent by God are given to tell the future events. And Christian pastors are given to help people, guide them through their problems. There is wisdom to be found, both in the world, maybe not as much as we think, however, but certainly from God's word. And that leads us to this. What is actually wise? We already said it. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of. Of wisdom. The Proverbs say it clear enough. That's what's great about the wise men in Matthew chapter 2. They are ironically wise men in the sense that they are Magi, probably from Babylon. And who knows what their background is. These are Gentiles, certainly from the East, and when you think about the diversity of the magi from babylon at the time perhaps a few christian magi survived from the times of daniel who knows but it is unlikely that these men's background is particularly christian maybe they were mixing together plant chemicals practicing sorcery in their early life maybe they were fortune tellers maybe they were necromancers who really Knows. But what is amazing is that these wise men become truly wise, unironically wise, unironically wise because they do something that changes everything. They listen to God's word. They were, at the very least, world travelers and very wealthy able to bring expensive gifts. But all of that is not to serve itself, but it is for the sake of actual wisdom. And the fact that these men retain the title wise men, I think, is a beautiful thing. Because above all else, they followed God's word. Maybe it changed when they read it in Isaiah 60, which we read earlier, that the nations will come from afar, bringing gold and frankincense. Maybe they read Numbers 24, verse 17. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. It shall crush the forehead of Moab and break down the sons of Sheth. Maybe they read that and they saw the star and they knew what it was. Or maybe it was both of these things or maybe it was a prophecy passed down to them from Daniel or the prophecy that Matthew quotes in his second chapter. But the point is this. They heard God's word. They had God's word and they listened to God's word. And for that, they were wise, truly wise. These men were faithful to the God of the Bible. Whatever their past was, whatever kind of magi they might have been before, whatever people might have been interested in what they had to say at a previous time, they are now truly wise. And when people like Herod try and take that wisdom and use it for their own advantage, they take that wisdom and they glorify Christ with it. They don't allow Herod the opportunity to take advantage of their wisdom anymore. They take their wisdom and with it they serve and they worship only Christ. Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Only Christ is the beginning of wisdom. And so, dear saints, today, I have basically one thing to say to you, and that is to be like the wise men, to base it all, everything, your whole life on God's word. If you find yourself sick, trust first, not in the pharmacologist and the doctors, but trust first in the God who can heal both body and soul. And then if he wants to allow some medicine to work for you, that's all good and well. But know that it was him who caused the medicine to work, not the mixing of the plant chemicals together. It was him who put the plants there to begin with anyway. And if you're looking for what might happen in the future, trust first, not in the newscasters. Maybe they know something and maybe they have something valuable to say, but look first and trust first in the God of providence who actually knows what's going to happen, who actually controls what's going to happen, whose world is actually in his hands. And if you are in need of help, making life decisions. Maybe talk to your pastor, your fellow brothers and sisters in the brown chairs next to you. Look to the Bible for counsel and wisdom about your life vocations. That is a good and right thing. And if you need some more advice or some extra help outside of that, that's all fine. But don't forget about the Bible first and foremost. If you're going to be a world traveler, maybe going to Egypt, let's just say, hypothetically, focus on learning God's word and studying his plans for your life. If you are wealthy or you want to be wealthy, learn first what the Bible has to say about mammon and stewardship. And that brings us to one final thing today. I would be remiss to neglect on this January 1st. New Year's resolutions. They're great. I actually make them every year. Sometimes I remake them three months in whenever they kind of need to adjust, if you know what I mean. But when you make them, I just want to challenge you to do one thing with those resolutions this year when you make them have your Bible open next to you. If you want to lose weight, that's great. But see what before you go to a fad diet, see what God's word has to say about gluttony and about your body being a temple for the spirit. If you want to further your career. Read what God's word has to say about vocations and the duties of employees. If you want to spend more time with your family, see what God's word has to say about the honor of family, but also about honoring God above family. The point is this all the way through your whole life. All the way through. in every aspect of. Put the fear of the Lord above it all, because if you want true wisdom, if you yourself want to be a wise man, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All the way through, those wise men who came to found Jesus put the fear of the Lord above everything, above whatever their past was in Babylon, Above the fear of Herod, who could probably track them down and kill them if he really wanted to. Above how crazy other people might have thought they were for following a star around at night looking for something that many people probably didn't think even existed. But above everything, they sought their Lord. They sought the Christ all the way through the fear of the Lord was for them the beginning of wisdom. And so that is my prayer for you today, that your wisdom would start with and end with Christ, like it did for them. That you would put this year, this month, this week, this day, Christ above all. For the fear of the Lord is the beginning of your wisdom. And once you start with that wisdom, You never know where it might take you. To God be all the honor and glory now and forever. Amen.